amazing to me today is the number of people who are trying to find peace in their lives. As a matter of fact, I talked to, I've talked to several people and they said, well, you know, as a matter of fact, I've had occasion over the years to talk to many people about their relationship with Jesus Christ. And here's one of the things I often hear. Well, God and I, we've made our peace. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've come to an understanding. We've made our peace with each other. Well, you know, this peace that everybody's looking for, this peace that people are trying to put their hands on, trying to bring about peace in their own hearts and lives is 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 spoken of in the scripture and matter of fact the peace that is important for us to have is not a peace of God but a peace with God but there is a very specific way that that is accomplished and done it is not something that we can do within ourselves it's not something we can do on our own because our righteousness is as filthy rags all of us that are seated in this auditorium today, I don't care who you are, every human being that's ever been born, there's none righteous, no, not one. Paul quoting from the Old Testament as he wrote in Romans, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that's who we are. That's what will take place. That's what is going to occur in our lives. But when we think about it, it comes down to this. Can we have peace with God? Uh, can we have a peace with God that uh, passes all understanding uh, that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when death comes in our own hearts and lives that we will find ourselves in the presence of God and let me say to you this morning that I can say that in the affirmative that there is in fact that peace that we can have with God not in our righteousness but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ himself take your Bibles and turn with me to Romans chapter number 5 we're going to talk about a subject today called justification in other words and let me let me just go ahead and clarify some things right here that when we become a born again child of God by the spirit of God we are not made righteous and I think sometimes that is a misnomer we're not made righteous when we come before the throne of God we come before the throne of God in the righteousness of Christ not in ours it is all about the finished work of Jesus Christ it is the blood of Jesus Christ that is applied to the doorpost of our own hearts that just in the Old Testament when the death angel passed over in Egypt when God himself told Moses when the death angel comes when the blood is seen applied to the doorpost I will pass over well in our own hearts and lives today when we come before God when we come before the throne of grace it is based on the blood of Jesus Christ, not who we are. Romans chapter number 5. We are going to look at the opening verses this morning. The phrase, having been justified by faith, summarizes the first four chapters of the book of Romans. Because it's about being justified by faith. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul spent a considerable amount of time speaking about Abraham and even David. And here's what he said about Abraham. It was not the works that Abraham performed that said and stated his righteousness. It was, it was his belief 
that was counted to him for righteousness. It was his faith that was credited to Abraham's account. It was by faith that Abraham became who he was. And I will say this to you today, that Abraham is in the presence of God today because of his faith, not because of his works. And for you and I today, for us to find ourselves in the presence of God, it will be based upon our faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, not by any works that we have accomplished ourselves. So as you come to verse 1, I want you to notice what Paul writes. He says, therefore, being justified or having been justified by faith. And it's interesting, it says, having been justified by faith. Faith is necessary. Faith is a requirement. You're not going to get any, you're not going to, this relationship that you're going to have with God will not come in by any other means other than by faith. So therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's how peace with God occurs, having been justified by faith. It speaks of a relationship that we have between us and God that comes as a result of Jesus Christ himself. And so therefore, having been made just, justified, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. And notice Paul ends verse 1 with how that is accomplished. And it is through Jesus Christ himself. Now look at verse number 2. Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult or we rejoice or we joy in hope of the glory of God. And not only this. But we also exult, rejoice, or joy in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. You know, as Chris was up here singing, one of the things about this song is it's to be able to praise him even in the time of storm. And that's what we find here, as Paul says in verse number 3. And not only this, the hope that we have in our justification because of our faith and the peace that we have with God, but also in the time of tribulation, in the time of difficulty... We are able to rejoice and find joy in those, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And then verse number four, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, of course, hope. And let me say this to you today. If you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ, you can rest assured today that your faith has been credited to you as righteousness. Not that you've been made righteous, but that it has been credited to you for righteousness sake. Go back to chapter 4 and look at verse 24 and notice what Paul wrote. Well, let's begin back up in verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I don't care who you are. We're all sinners. The only difference is some of us here this morning are sinners saved by grace. But we're all sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. Now look at verse 24. Being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. If you've placed your trust in Christ, you can rest assured that your faith has been credited to you as righteousness. 
because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Our standing before a holy God today is not based upon who we are. It's based upon the relationship that we have through Jesus Christ. We've been justified by faith and our trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Now, let me also say this to you this morning. A believer's confidence... The confidence that we have as a child of God is based on the fact that Christ himself has been put to death for our sins and raised again that we might be declared just. We're declared just. It's credit to us for righteousness. We are not made righteous. We're not made just. We are what? Declared to be just. Righteousness is given to us. It's credited to us because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, I will say this to you. If it was any other way that that could be accomplished, then Jesus Christ would not have gone to the cross. My dear friend, Hebrews chapter 9 and chapter number 10. If if the blood of bulls and goats would have been able to accomplish what was necessary, then Jesus Christ would not have had to have died. But my dear friend, there is no other way. There was no other way. Jesus Christ had to die. And as a result of that, our standing before a holy God is based solely and completely on the finished work of Jesus Christ and not ourselves. Look back at chapter 4 of Romans and look at verse 25. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. That's an interesting word, propitiation. Because it's only mentioned one other place in Scripture, and that's in 1 John. 1 John chapter number 2, we find the use of the word propitiation. And the word propitiation, the Greek word means to appease. It's an appeasement of. It's to appease God for who he is. Romans chapter 4 And verse number 25, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. It was an appeasement of God. And it was, as we consider this and we think about this this morning, 1 John chapter number 3, I believe, 1. Romans 3, I'm sorry. Romans chapter number 3. Thank you, Andrew. These are all running through my head so fast this morning. It's good to have a young guy up here like this to keep me straight, okay? But Romans chapter number 3. Where did I have y'all at? Chapter 4? How many of y'all are totally confused? I'm sitting here looking at my Bible and I'm looking and I'm reading those verses, okay? Telling y'all, go to chapter 3. How many of y'all did it based anyway? Okay, you found it. Chapter 3, okay. Chapter 3, verse 23 through verse 25. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith this was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God he passed over the sins previously committed now you know it's pretty bad when you write it down on your little cheat notes and you have chapter 4 
I can say this, I was true to my notes. <laughs> so, what is Paul saying in the first four verses of chapter 5? Here's what he's saying. It is this justification. It is this justification that brings peace with God. It is this justification that brings peace with God. You know, this peace that everybody's looking for today, let me share something with you this morning. The only way you're going to find it is through Jesus Christ. That is the only way that you can have peace with God. And that is through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Now, I will say this about the word peace. Peace is a word rich with meaning. When you think about peace... We have a peace that is, and a joy that is unspeakable. It's, it's unexplainable oftentimes in our lives because it's in those times of difficulty that how can you still have peace and how can you still have joy even in the times of difficulty? It's because of the peace that we have with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Take your Bibles and turn with me, and I know this one is right. Ephesians chapter 2. Go back to Ephesians chapter number 2. And if this one's wrong, I'm glad God's in control of this and not me. Amen? That's all right. I'll hear about it tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know what that goes to prove? Let me tell you what that goes to prove. Are you ready for this? We're all human. Amen? Ephesians chapter 2. Boy, I hope this is right. Verse 14 through verse 16. No, I know this is. Okay, look at verse 14. Here's an interesting passage of Scripture. Matter of fact, Paul is using temple language here as he shares this portion of Scripture. But I want to begin in verse 13 down through verse 16 and notice what Paul writes. He says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were afar off have been brought near and noticed by what? By the blood of Christ. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace. You see that? You ought to underline that. Who is our peace? He is. That peace that we have in our hearts and lives, the peace that we have with God comes as a result of the relationship that we have through Jesus Christ. He is our peace. Who made both groups into one, broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing, notice what he said, establishing what? Establishing peace. And now look at verse 16. And might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having put to death the enmity or the hostility. Both Jew and Gentile alike. The peace that comes that we can have with God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. So what does it mean? What is Paul writing in verse 1 through verse number 4 to have peace with God? So how, 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 do you, how, do you, 
How do you contain that? To have peace with God means to be in a relationship with God in which all the enmity, all of the hostility caused by sin has been removed. It's gone. Aren't you thankful when you come to verse 8 of Romans chapter number 5 and you find these words in verse 8? But God commended or he proved his love toward us in that while we were yet what? Sinners. Christ died for us. The enmity, the hostility that exists. Aren't you thankful that was not something that we had to take care of within ourselves to come to the point that we could be justified and that we could be declared just that we could be credited with righteousness that we can stand before the very throne of God not because of who we are but all because of who he is well what about those difficulties yeah, you know, I will say this to you this morning. It's easy to sit here and all of us in this room this morning and rejoice over what we've read. But what happens when we leave here and we do life every day? What happens when difficulties come? What happen what happens when storms come? What what happens when trials and tribulation come? What do we do then at that point? How do we live life every day? How do we live life with this peace with God that we know that we have how do we get up every day and experience life in light of everything we've just read so far this morning not only do we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God himself but we also can rejoice in our sufferings and I will tell you that is easier said than done because all of us are human and when we find ourselves in those difficult times, when things seem to be falling apart all around us, how do we press on day after day? How do we hold our head up day after day and press on, understanding and realizing that we're in a relationship with God and because of that relationship that we have with God, we can live life to its fullest every day despite what's going on. How do you do that? How do you accomplish that in your life? Well, take your Bibles and turn with me to James chapter number 1. James chapter 1. Now, I want to tell you something. It's easy to preach. It's easy to teach. It's easy to talk about this. It's another thing to live it out each day. James chapter number 1. And I want you to notice beginning in verse number 2. And notice what James, James chapter 1, beginning in verse number 2. I want you to notice what James writes. He says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. How do you do that? My dear friend, I will tell you, there's only one way you're going to do that, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ and with the Father, because here's what I know for sure. That when difficulties come, when trials come, when testing comes, I know that I have a place I can go to. As Chris was singing this morning, Psalm 121, verse 1 and verse number 2. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. From what Lord? From the Lord who made heaven and 
earth. That's who we can go to. And I will say this, and, I, and people say this all the time. Well, preacher, you just don't understand. When I find myself in the middle of difficulties and trials, what about when you get down to the last knot on the rope, and you get down to that last knot on the rope, and now you're down to the last string that's hanging out of that knot on the rope, and it's almost like, God, where are you? How many of us have found ourselves at that point in that place sometimes in our own lives, looking at and begging for an answer? It just seems to be silence and quiet. Consider it all joy, brethren, when you find yourselves encountering various trials. Look at verse number 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. How many of you need the testing to bring your endurance up to a stronger or a longer level how many of us think our endurance level is just fine how many of us don't even want to go down that road any further many of us don't but aren't you thankful today that God knows exactly what it is that we need in our lives and watch this and when we're listen I don't know about you I am very comfortable in my relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, knowing that He has my very best interest at His heart. And as a result of that, giving the Holy Spirit of God to me and giving me the Word of God to help me navigate and to walk through this life that I find myself in, and I will say this to you this morning, it ain't always easy. And matter of fact, it gets difficult sometimes. And sometimes you wonder, what is the use? Why, why do we keep doing this day after day after day? Why do we keep beating our heads against the wall, it seems like? Why do we continue in this process? 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not what? In vain. So what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you moving ahead? It's those things that come as a result of the relationship that we have with the Father. Now look at verse number 4. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So what do we need today? Let's go back to Romans chapter number 5. What do we need today? We need to understand that relationship. You know, a believer's joy is not something, it's not simply something that they hope to experience in the future, but a present reality even in the time of trials and, and distress. Did you know that? You know, I hear people say this all the time I can't wait till I get to heaven. Why are you going to wait till then? Why don't you enjoy what you have in your relationship with the Father now? Why do you think you have to wait till you get to heaven? We can experience the fullness of God even today in our life, in our hearts and lives. You ready for this? And I know I've shared this with you before. God prepares a table for you every single day. Every day. But how many of us meet with Him? Let me tell you something. I, I th sometimes I think we lose sight of this. God desires to, for us to have a fullness of life. 
in our relationship with him why is it that we often neglect that very part of our lives and then it's almost like we blame God because of things that occur and things that come in our lives you see Christian suffering is a source of joy I hate to say this because its purpose is to build character in the believer you know when I was in when I was in the military I remember when I went to basic training I'll never forget this as long as I live and I remember that first night when I got to Lackland Air Force Base and finally was able to get upstairs finally was able to go to bed now I had been up since 4 30 that morning previously already this is three o'clock in the morning of the next day after we'd been run up and down these stairs for I can't tell you it must have been two and a half hours and hearing this little guy downstairs our TI okay and here's what he said that ain't good enough get back down here with those bags you get that, that back you get back down there with those bags and he said all right you have X amount of time to get upstairs. Boom, everybody's running up them steps. Bags are flying and everything else. And you get in there. Pretty soon you hear, that ain't good enough. And back down the stairs. 3.30 that morning, we finally get in there and I'm laying in the bed. Finally, going to close my eyes. The very words that went out of my mouth was this. Mama, I sure wish I was at home. Let me tell you what the T.I. told us. He said, the reason we put you through all of that is to help build discipline and character. Because without it, you'd pretty much do whatever our own will and nature wanted to do. But we were in a position and a place where it was important for discipline and character. My dear friend, listen to me. All God desires for us to be is to be conformed to the image of his son. And let me tell you what that takes. Sometimes that takes the testing and the trials that we're allowed to go through in our lives to bring us to that point. Because God has to do a work in us. Look at verse 5 of chapter 5 of Romans. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, do you see that? While we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. I want you to notice, I'm going to take you back on a quick English lesson here, the future tense of the verb, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him, must be a future event that is coming, that's ahead of us yet. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life verse number 11 and not only this 
but we also exult or rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation and let me say this it is totally totally and completely the work of God through Jesus Christ and not ourselves so to have peace with God my dear friend listen to me it is not something you will accomplish by yourself or on your own God provided the way God provided the means and it was through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and until we place our trust and faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ and him alone we will never experience the peace that God intends for us to have with him that's how it's accomplished so what's necessary for us to understand and realize that we're a sinner and that we need Jesus Christ in our hearts and lives and who helps us grasp that who helps us to understand that it's the Holy Spirit of God that does he is the one who helps us grasp the reality of what it means to be truly loved by God the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and lives it is he who allows us to fully grasp it I don't know about you okay I, I've never gotten over the day I got saved let me tell you why because what I used to be and what God saved me from and as I look at my life today understanding and realizing that I'm so thankful today that I belong to him and I have absolute peace with God today why because of Jesus Christ not because of myself and it's the Holy Spirit who allows us to know that Christ died for are you ready for this hold on to your seat Christ died for us Christ lives for us Christ is coming for us hallelujah what a savior hallelujah what a savior that's who he is and all of this was accomplished are you ready for this <laughs> I guess this is the part I'll never get over and all of this was accomplished while we were still an enemy of his Have you ever considered that? Why we're an enemy of his. So, since God has reconciled godless enemies to himself, we should be able to enjoy peace with him. Amen? My question to you today is, do you have peace with God? Do you know today beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we thank you today that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we can have absolute peace with you. And Father, that peace comes as a result of Jesus Christ. And so Father, we pray this morning as we have read and studied your word together this morning, that we can see how desperately, how desperately needed Jesus Christ is in our hearts and lives. It's only be, and it's only by Jesus Christ that we can have this peace with God. It is only by Jesus Christ and him alone that we can be born again. So, Father, I pray for everyone in this auditorium today 
that they would be able to answer the question beyond a shadow of a doubt that if they were to be called out of this world today that they know that they would spend eternity with you because of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray this morning that if there's someone here that is not able to answer that in the affirmative, they're not to be able to answer that with a yes, I pray that the Holy Spirit would allow them to see their need of a Savior today, bring conviction about in their hearts, and Father, that they would respond to the gospel today. Father, we place this invitation time into your hands this morning. We pray your perfect will to be done, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand together with me. Brother Red's going to come lead us in a time of invitation this morning. My prayer for you and my plea to you this morning would be this. If you can't answer that question in the affirmative, and you don't know for sure today that you've been born again by the Spirit of God, that I beg you today, I plead with you today, do not leave this place until you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Leave here today with the peace of God that passes all understanding. And that's only found through Jesus Christ. As Brother Red leads us this morning, if God has spoken to your heart in some way, some avenue, whether it's to come and unite with us here, uh, to be baptized, to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, whatever it may be, would you walk and step out by faith today and be obedient to what God's called you to do? His brother Red leads us this morning. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me
with me. Father God in heaven, we come before you at this time of worship where we give back to you, Father. Father, we believe that you desire for us to reach our community, and we know that that takes resources, Father God. Father, I pray for the offering this morning that it would bless and honor you. Father, that we would use it in accordance to your will for our church and our family, church family, Father God, and reaching our community for you, Father. Pray that you bless those who are giving this morning, Father God. And Father God, thank you for allowing us to worship you in this way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. People said amen. Let's stand and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. If you're here today for the first time or it's been a long time since you've been here at Ascension Baptist Church, I will be right back here in the center doorway. Uh, I would love to meet you personally on your way out this morning. And uh, so as we're dismissed, don't forget tonight begins at 6 o'clock. 
and not 5.30. So I look for you here tonight at 6 o'clock. And let's remember all of those on our prayer list as well. And uh, I know Randy's going to be having surgery this week and uh, upcoming Thursday, I believe. And so let's pray for him. Brother Keith Rush, would you dismiss us in prayer this morning, please, sir?